On my own, bossed up, got a car in a home, and I did it on my phone. I'ma show you how to get it strong, get the bag, and it don't take long, and you don't need a loan. You don't need a boss or a master. Get the right team, and it's faster. This a new chapter. Gotta learn the business in the game. Every day, new money, new change. Adapt to the lane. It ain't about the bread, but the brain. Work hard, play hard, new fame. No more chains. No more yeah. chains. No more chains. One, you cannot expect to lead twos, threes, four, fives. If you are one, you can only lead zeros. It doesn't make you a bad person. You just need to focus on zeros. The problem is you are one trying to lead threes. But when you become the right person and you become a 10, you become a leader. Why? Because nine, eight, seven, six, five, they follow you. So listen to me, when we leave, this, I, I'm gonna walk you through some stuff, but before we leave, I just need you to be the right person. So I was listening to a young lady you know, on Instagram with my wife, and she was like, well, why do men do this, do this? My wife was like, I don't know why my wife was talking to Instagram. I was like, sweetheart, she's not, she can't hear you. But my wife was like, young lady, you're not dealing with men, you're dealing with boys. So you're not, you're having problems, and I said to my wife, I was like, wow, we've been married 31 years. And as I became a man, my wife started doing things that she wouldn't do when I was a boy. And my professors started doing things they wouldn't do when I was a boy. And businesses started doing things for me that they wouldn't do when I was a boy. But when I became a man. And so for those of you who, I don't want you to think leadership is you're over somebody. I don't want you to think leadership is a title because it's not. Le leadership is you become. So I want to say it one more time, we're going to get started. 
Kia said to me the other day, I was speaking somewhere and he was like, a marriage thing. And he was like, man, I can't wait to get married. I was like, well, relax. He's like, I'm trying to find love. I was like, you can't find love. Like it's nowhere. <laughs> like if you could find it, I would tell you where it is. <laughs> but you can't find it. I said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to spend time becoming a man. And somewhere in this world, she's becoming a woman. I, I, I don't know when it's going to happen, but somewhere you're going to be somewhere doing man stuff and she's going to be in the same room doing woman stuff and y'all go. As a matter of fact, here's what blew my mind, right? I just figured this out about three or four years ago. I've been with Didi since 19 or 90. We got married. 87. We started dating some kind of way. My wife and I were talking about three years ago and I come to find out that my my wife mother was close to my family I didn't know her and my wife was at the same funeral with my five-year-old cousin when he died I was about seven years old she was six we were literally in the exact same location at six and seven years old we both were at the funeral but we didn't get married or meet each other then because we were both kids but when we both grew up and realized what we wanted to do our lives we collided at a church and we went to college together and got married after our freshman year. Today is about becoming. And once you become, you won't. So I'm not, I'm not number one in the world. Listen to me. I'm not no, I see you, I see you. I'm not number one in the world, guys, because somebody told me to go on YouTube. Nobody told me to go on YouTube. There was a recession. The work. Ford GM Chrysler went down and I just thought what up what up what I just started motivating people on Monday it's your boy ET bump thank God it's Friday there is no thank God it's Friday without thank God it's Monday you don't have no money on Friday if you ain't went to work on Monday there's no partying if you broke so let's not focus on Friday let's focus on Monday because if we have an explosive Monday we can have a phenomenal weekend and the world started listening to my stuff and then I went from doing it on Monday because the world was loving it. I'm walking through the airport. People are like, what up? What? Do that thing you do. I'm like, what? The what up, what up? I'm like, that's corny. Like, bro, I'm from the D, bro. I don't be just walking around doing that. I just do that. That's like asking JJ, dynamite, every time he's walking around. Like, bro, I don't do that, bro. That's corny. It's like, no, I'll do it though. And I was like, all right, what up? I'm in the airport feeling crazy. What up, what up, what up? It's your boy, ET. And the world started loving it. So guess what I do? I started doing it every day. And then I started doing it twice a day. Then I started doing three times a day. That's just what I'm saying. Nobody, 120, nobody told me to do that. I just started developing. How did you get so much content? I was just reading a whole bunch of books. What makes the great great? I was just reading books. So here's what I need you to do for me. I need to develop the whole you. Why? Uh, because when you look at this building, right? That's the, <laughs> this is crazy. On the left side, this is what the building looked like on the left side. And I wish you could see the big pictures like palm trees, the ocean is right there. This is in Miami, it's beautiful. But when you look on the left side, what happened was somebody was more concerned with the glass on the outside. Somebody was more concerned with the countertops. Somebody was more concerned with the marble floor. Somebody in the marble, somebody was more with the chandeliers. Like, and they came in and saw it and spent thousands of dollars to be in this. Somebody didn't do the real work. And one day, because they didn't do the real work, the whole building crashed down. 
You say, Eric, the whole building didn't crash down. It's just the right side. Listen to me very closely. When the right side came down, guess what happened? Everybody lived on the left side, got out of it. So the whole building crashed. What I'm telling you today is you can make money if you want to. And if all you do is make money, I promise you, you're going to crash. Why? Because money does not solve every challenge. When my wife got MS, I couldn't just sprinkle money over her. When my wife got MS, we had to go to prayer. We had to go to God. And people said, when Didi got MS, Eric, it didn't look like it bothered you. What happened? I said I had been praying for 20 years at 3 o'clock in the morning, every day, 20 straight years. So when she got sick, I just got up the next day and took it to God. And if you see Didi today, you wouldn't even know she had MS. Why? Because prayer saw some things money can't. But I can't. But listen to me very closely. I cannot go to the gas station and pray over my tank. Our Father, which art in heaven, hollow be some gas. So, so, so I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying one is better than the other one. I'm saying when we die, if there is a heaven, you can't take your money there. I'm saying health, right? Uh, right, listen to me, what, mass, oh, if that's what it takes, I don't know. But I wake up every day and I'm worried about my immune system. I'm doing 30 minutes on the Peloton. I'm running a half hour, hour a day. Listen to me, I'm taking vitamin D, vitamin C. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm getting my cardio up. I'm trying to tell you, it ain't just one thing. You can't just do one thing. You have to be balanced all around. You can't just be obese and just take a shot. Well, listen to what I'm trying to tell you. I'm telling you the truth. I could be like an entertainer and tell you a lie. You can't, you gotta do the whole thing. Why don't you develop you? Why don't you develop you? They developed the company, a phenomenal company. Now it's time for you. I listen to me very closely. I don't care how much money I give you. You're gonna blow it if you're not financially developed. And what do you mean by that, Eric? Here's how I blew up. I blew up because just maybe last 2020, uh, my wife MS, so I moved her to California only in the winter. It's a vitamin D deficiency, so we live in California in the winter. It's rough in Detroit on her body. Listen to me very closely. I live in a two, listen to me, when people come to my house, they like, yo, you the number one motor, my boy Willie Mo Jr. just came. He was like, you ET, and he walked to my house like, Bro, you live in a 2,300 square foot home? I was like, actually it's 2,278 square feet. Not quite two, three. That's how I blew up. Because I never bought a house to impress people. I bought a house to take care of our needs. No, no, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with a big house or a mansion. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you when I bought my house, I didn't buy for you, I bought for us. <laughs> I didn't buy so you could come over and go, whoa. And so when my boy left, he said, man, E, I've never seen that in my life. I was like, seen what? He was like, the peace that's in your house. That's whole. He didn't say nothing about the car. He didn't say nothing about the two paintings my wife had that she bought from Home Goods. He didn't, rec he didn't notice the Home Goods. He didn't notice the artwork. <laughs> it took her hours to find those pieces. He said, I never got that type of rest before. There's a spirit of one accord in your home. There's a spirit of peace in your house. So I need y'all to do me a huge favor. 
need you to be afraid. Don't hang your hat on one area of your life and think you're successful. All right, family, let me know if you guys can hear me and see me. Let me know if you all can hear me and see me. <clears throat> all right, we're going to start off in the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful. All praises due to Allah, who we believe came in the person of Master Father Muhammad, who raised up for us the living and exalted Christ. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and we thank those two for leaving in our midst. The Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, a divine warner and guide. Send their three names I would like to greet you with the greeting words of peace. We say in the Arabic language of Assalamu Alaikum. Today we want to do something a little different. Um, so I, I hope to get a lot of participation. Okay, I hope to get some participation from many of you all. Um, because I don't see why, you know, we wouldn't be, maybe, you know, maybe when we, when we plan to minister, maybe something ain't standing out to y'all, you know, since you're seeing, I know you said it yesterday. You said, you know, when we having these calls, you know, it's good for y'all to speak too. So I'm like, well, maybe, you know, they're not, nothing is standing out when the minister speak. I don't know. I doubt it, but. I don't know. So let's do three things that you have learned, okay, in 2023. Now, all of us should have learned some type of lesson. All of us should have pulled something out, learned something, overcame something, some type of principle. Something has stood out in your life, in your life, um, to be able to share. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. So if you have something that you would like to share that stood out or a lesson that you've learned that you can share with the people, go ahead and press the number three in the comment section. Go ahead and press the number three in the comment section. And you don't have to, you know, if you don't have all three, you can stay one, come back later, state another one, you know, but let's dialogue this morning about some lessons that you've learned uh, and if you guys want to give feedback on that video that we played from Brother Eric Thomas, you can do that as well. Uh, so as you press three, you can comment on that <clears throat> if you want and also provide uh, something that you've learned uh, in 2023 as well. So let's start off with Sister Shalon. Okay, greetings, 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 everyone. Okay, so please excuse my camera, because I usually have it on, you all know, so give me grace today, please. Okay, so three things I needed to, three things I learned. I learned the importance, the main thing I learned is the importance of your mental health, which was the greatest thing for me. I needed to get help and didn't know it, because my mental stability from something that happened to me in 1987 that I kept to myself. You are, we can't hold things in and keep them, keep them in because your mental health goes directly with your physical health. And I didn't know that. So I learned that, but I didn't have anyone to talk to that I thought would believe me with what happened to me. So I really, because I had no one around me, I kept it to myself. 
I learned the second thing that your mind and body connection was deeper than I could have ever imagined. Meaning that the mind is sick. If, if when the mind is sick and you don't get help for it, it greatly affects the body causing great illness to organs that cannot handle a heavy load of stress. So with that being said, the last thing I learned that my life was a whole story <laughs> that I had no idea, but a whole story that I could share with the world and free myself of the mental anguish that I was unknowingly inflicting on myself and the story and, and sharing my story would free me and allow me to see me, allow me to really be me, allow me to be more patient with myself and agree and love me more than I had been. And that allowed me right there to write my first ebook. My book is controversial. It's called Life After Rape, which is due out today. So you can go to my website, lifeafterrape.com. But first go to my life after rape because that there will allow you to get my free introduction and my foreword telling a little bit about what happened to me and in high school that killed me on the inside. And I didn't even know it until 36 years later, which brings me Satya, which brings me to now, becoming a woman and becoming me, finally free. So that's what I learned in 2023. Thank you for indulging me. Boy, that's a lot of rhyme in there. Look at that. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. Uh-oh, we got Sister Shireen today. Uh-oh. Uh, let's go to Sister Alexia. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. All right. So I've learned many things this year, but I'm going to stick to the three. Uh, one of the things that I learned is rising above emotions into the thinking of God. Now, for me and as a woman, we are emotional people. And so learning not to indulge in that emotion in that moment and having that discipline to restrain yourself takes a lot of uh, practice and a lot of uh, patience, you know, and so learning to look deeper into things as opposed to just staying on the surface is something that I've learned as well. A lot of times when people might act out of emotions, they could be dealing with something completely different. But if we respond based on how we feel in that moment, we could lose somebody. And so learning to find out the reason why they might be responding a certain way or responding or acting out, acting crazy. They might want us to be, you know, to act out. They want to get us out of character, but just learning to look past that and get more into that. And then also knowing that life is about work and that it is a struggle because no one said it was going to be easy to live this life and, you know, to be able to learn that 
life is going to be lifing is something that I've continuously learned even more so now, and especially taking on the call, being a disciple, being a servant in the nation. We are called to work. We are called, you know, and so when we say that we believe something or we say that we love something or we say that we care about something, we can't truly defend it if we don't truly believe it. And so Allah tests us and we get tested every year. And I believe there's one hard test every year. And someone can correct me if I'm wrong with that. But just learning to rise above emotions, learning to look deeper into things, having a discipline, a disciplined life. And knowing that life is work and life is struggle and it's not going to come easy. But if it's easy, it'll be easily taken away. But anything that's worth it is going to take work. And that's all I have. Assalamualaikum. Well, like Salam. Uh, one of the things that I, one of the things that I learned is that, uh, you know, value is subjective. What you may see as value, or it may really be valuable, the next person may not see it as as valuable. And uh, later on, if there is no communication, then it will call strife or even ruin the relationship because you're believing that you're adding value to them. And they in their mind is not believing that what you're giving is value, but not telling you what they feel could later on bring up emotions, bring up hidden thoughts, bring up, uh, you know, feelings uh, that they have. Um, and then you'll be confused. Why, man, what's, you know, what's going on? But it's because they have been harboring the fact that you have not done something um, or you thought that you'd done something and they thought it wasn't until explained. So <clears throat> what I've learned is, man, uh, if you are striving to help a people or help somebody, help a group, help whatever, you're in, make sure or, 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 or strive to get comprehension, not just communication, but comprehension. You know, am I doing my job properly? Um, you know, am I, am I, is, is what I'm doing enough for what we have agreed upon? You know, asking questions and getting an understanding of what's valuable so that <clears throat> that, that can be squared away because in your mind, and it is value, but in your mind, hey, man, this is really valuable. So then you don't want to feel that you are uh, undervalued or unappreciated. And, and it really could have been um, solved with, with, with really communication, letting the other person know that they have a problem, letting the other person know that they have a uh, they feel uh, that you've done them a certain way or didn't do something for them a certain way. So communication and comprehension is key. Even when I look at uh, situations in the news, certain certain um, things that's, that goes on, it's like, man, if, if there was just communication there, 
uh, if there was this comprehension there, because we can be talking at each other and then I'm not really hearing you. I'm not really understanding you. We are dialoguing back and forth. We may be texting back and forth. We may be on a phone call. We may even be on a Zoom call where I can see you. However, if I'm not understanding you from your perspective, I'm going to leave still feeling my way. I'm going to leave still feeling some type of resentment, still feeling some harboring some feelings in, in, in my heart. Um, if, if I don't, uh, if I don't express it and if you don't express, um, that, that, that there's something still there that I don't understand, there's something there that you disagree with. Um, so yeah, that's one of the things that I, that I learned. Let's go over to, uh, sister, Shireen. Assalamu alaikum, family. I miss (laughs) y'all. So three things that I have learned this year. Number one was um, that I really didn't believe in myself. And um, I, I came to that when over the summer, when I was um, getting healed um, through the teachings, that's my second thing. The teachings really have healing power, um, like time and time again, when I have fallen and it's the teachings that bring me back and falling in different ways, you know, falling, falling isn't always, you know, going out the mosque and, you know, getting backsliding as, as they say in the church, but sometimes falling is just not believing in yourself. And for me, you know, we have this, we have this big body of knowledge, but I get stuck sometimes when I don't understand how it applies to me. And then I I don't move because I get um, the fear of, you know, or what they call it, analysis paralysis. You know, when you overthink and then you go, well, what if and what if and what if? And then living in the future and living in the past and now is just wasting away. And so over the summer, I had a, an opportunity to just be still and and really just get thrown into the teachings in a way that I wasn't able to before because I, I didn't work over the summer. And so the power calls and then getting on the calls with Brother Lukeman that I learned about on the power call, <laughs> like it it had it was an amazing experience to come back to life. But in coming back to life, you you become aware of the things that have been neglected. And so now I'm in a place where I'm trying to prioritize, well, what do I fix first? Because, you know, when you let things go without um, uh, repair, you know, you let your house go without maintenance, then eventually things are going to break down. You don't want things to all break down at the same time. Um, And so I'm now trying to prioritize, okay, what do I do first? And 
another challenge that I'm I'm learning is that in in these spaces where we're around a bunch of people that are all leveling up and trying to self-improve, gotta be careful about that um comparison experience where we comparing ourselves to other people's progress and other people's journeys and other people's um prescription for their own healing. And so me learning how not to apply what is um it, it could be good for you, but it's not good for me. You know what I mean? And so understanding how to distinguish between what is going to have the best outcome for me overall, not aesthetically, not how I look. Oh, I'm doing this and I'm doing that because it looks good to other people that I'm doing it, but really is causing me a source of stress and anxiety because I really don't know how to integrate it properly into my own routine. And so it's just another thing that I added to my plate and it's really not adding value to my life. It's just, it's making me being a, be able to say, you know, with some ego involved, oh, I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that, you know? And so those are things that I'm learning um, as I am growing and then hearing how in the, how in the beginning, Allah, it didn't, he didn't poof himself into existence. He gradually built himself, developed himself, created himself. And so that's the way I have to go about it with me. I can't, I can't race to make up for lost time because that only causes injuries. You know, um, brother Ben trying to run up the stairs and pulling his hamstring, you know, I'm pulling hamstrings and straining muscles and stuff, trying to keep up with everybody that's doing all these wonderful things. So I'm learning to stay in my lane and be happy for my brothers and sisters that are self-improving and growing, but also knowing that I'm going to do it too, but I have to find the best way for me to do it at the right pace. So I don't, you know, cause any unnecessary injuries. Okay, that's it. Assalamu alaikum. Yes, ma'am. Brother, Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum. Um, three things that I've learned in 2023, still learning, I'll say as well. Um, the biggest thing is to stop hiding myself and muting my voice. Um, very big thing for me. Um, just even coming up to this point, I, like I said, without the power call, I don't know if I would, I'm not going to say I don't know, but I'm not sure if at this point I would have been at a way to be able to share so much of myself, share what my viewpoint, share my understanding and better awareness of the teachings and even better understanding of myself and my past and not hiding. When I say hiding myself, hiding myself behind my faults, hiding myself behind those things that I don't feel as, as proud about um, in, in my past and then muting my voice and not speaking on things that I know I should speak on, especially when it comes to the teachings and sharing, you know, the, the little that I do know about the teachings with others and sharing how they've affected me, just being able to do that and just be able to provide that voice um, uh, to be able to break down certain things. But the second thing would be um, a big quote that when I was going through processing that our uh, student regional uh, minister 
Brother Abdul Qadir brought out was don't be misused in your desire to be used. This was a quote that he received from the minister. And I know for me, coming from a place of not understanding my value, not understanding uh, what I can really bring to the table from a non-tangible standpoint or, or from a providing standpoint, but being able to um, come from being misused from a lot of people with my goal to be able to help other people um, and they not seeing the value of it causes me to compensate in trying to help others that probably could use my help, but I don't, I don't have the energy to do so. So just understanding that balance. Um, being that it's okay to say no to certain things, it's okay to to not be available for everybody, and then again, not having nothing for myself. So just having that balance there. And the last thing um, that I share is that with Allah, there's nothing that's impossible. But by myself, the possibilities are temporary. Um, so not leaning on my own understanding, not leaning on my own so-called talents or abilities, but understanding that I still need to have seek refuge in Allah, seek reliance on Allah, supplicate in prayer um, to make things possible versus trying to just figure it all out by myself, trying to be perfect, trying to um, put myself in a certain light on my own, just allow myself to be used in a righteous way and everything opens up for you. I know for me, um, just in these past six months, so many things have developed, you know, that at one point before really getting real comfortable in and standing on these teachings. And I wasn't sure how I would be right here. And just to be able to see so many opportunities that come up um, within the mosque, within, you know, secularly and things like that as well, that there really is no impossibility with Allah. I mean, I, you know, I hear these things I've seen, I've heard the minister say many times that um, when Allah created the, the universe, he, he, he eliminated all impossibilities and it's good to hear it but to really apply it in the sense of stop getting in my own way is something that really is a big lesson that I'm still continuously learning to, even though you do get a couple of steps forward, even if you have some, some things that you need to step back on to, to kind of re you know, learn some new lessons and things like that with a lot, all of it will be opened up to you. Um, and with a lot, you'll be able to handle it as well. Cause just to kind of bed you back on what sister Alexia was saying about, you know, you, you're going to be tried, you know, at least once or twice a year, and you're going to have a, a hard trial at least once a year as well. And just understanding that those trials um, and just speaking on what we talked about on accepting the challenge, you can be tried in abundance and you can be a try. You can be tried in the straightening of your, um, of your means as well. And I've been through both of those. I, I've been in periods, you know, those valleys and peaks of going through certain times where you have things just flowing to you abundantly, but then those times when it's not, how are you going to handle yourself? And both of those are so important. So just understanding to always keep a law first, always keeping a law in the center of everything is how you're able to persevere through those trials, whether they may be perceived as positive or negative or a hill or a valley. Assalamualaikum. Yes, sir. Alex Salam. Great points. Great points. Uh, Sister Randisha. Yes, so yes, sir. So um three things that I've learned is um one is you know everybody that signed the book for 2023 for me from Brother Nori to George Frazier to other authors, um Brother Demetric, Brother Wesley, um, et cetera, et cetera, they all put in the book and right, these people don't talk to each other on a daily state of course. So that is one thing that I learned. And then also from a quote that um 
from Maya Angelou, still I rise. You may shoot me with your words. You may cut me with your eyes. You may kill me with your hatefulness, but still like air I rise. I learned that this year was like my exodus. Like it was a new beginning for me from being consistent with um the things that I started and not giving up. Normally I give up on myself so easily because I don't think much of my, well, I did not think much of myself. And all the time I try to dim my light so that others light can shine. Like you know, I'll have the answer and won't say the answer or I have the key and I won't open the door or you know what I mean? So I just learned like um, not to dim my light for others. I learned to speak in my truth and to live in my truth and always to seek refuge in a lot like when I can't do those things. And then I just also learned um, this year, you know, I always think that I'm a good mother, but I learned to listen to my children more. Like I learned to be silent. I learned for them to tell me on Sundays what's wrong and what I can do better. Um, so yeah, those were a few things that um kind of stood out to me and a few things that I took away for 2023. Praise be to Allah. Uh let's go to Brother Timothy. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum family. Uh, the three things that I learned, <clears throat> I learned self-sabotage in my life doesn't bring the help that I've been looking for. So what I mean by self-sabotage in my life is like literally destroying myself, uh, seeking help in other people, whether it's the women that I was subjecting myself to, looking for help through them, or subjected to the the paraphernalia that I was overly abusing, whether it was drinking or smoking weed. Most people, and like myself, I would run to the bottle when something go wrong. I would run to roll a blunt when something go wrong immediately, seeking the help that I'm looking for, not knowing that those problems will still be there 10 minutes when that's over with. Uh, second, uh, following the guidelines or the blueprint uh, that Allah has laid out for us, that's real keen to me because it's like, as soon as I became more steadfast in, in the teachings, my whole life did a 360. The abundance of friends and money, just more, uh, you know, being more connected to our lives, it did a full 360 for me. And to key it off, uh, D do we worship and D do we beseech for help. So just giving all praise due to Allah, all praises to Allah, all glory to Allah. That's just some important keys that that I took on for my life in 2023. Because my life in 2023 has did a full, complete 360. And those that are around me that really know me can can bear witness to that fact. So thanks for letting me share. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum <clears throat> salam. Another thing that I learned is uh, too much gray area. Uh, too, too, too much gray area leaves too much room for emotions to rise above logic. And, <clears throat> you know, like in business, especially in business, strive not to have any gray area if you can. And, you know, all times you want to get right to the, the 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 fun part. Let's get to impacting. Let's get to the marketing. Let's get to the sales. Let's get to the how we're going to be helping people with this product, service, whatever the case may be. But if you don't have an understanding of how things are going to go on the back end, 
there are things that are inevitably, if that's a word, I think I said that right, going to happen. And if you don't have things and understanding of what takes place when, if this happens, then that that gray area can cause unnecessary friction that could have just really been talked about and ironed out before it happened. So getting a real comprehensive knowledge about how everything is running, if this happens, then what? You know, if this takes place, who has the power to make this type of decision? Right? If this type of decision needs to be made, who needs to be talked to before this happens? So that nobody is thinking that I can just do whatever and not to say nothing so nobody's feeling no type of way. So it's like too much gray area can allow emotions to dictate it. Well, I feel like this was right. Well, I feel that this was right. Well, I feel it should have been done like this. Well, from my perspective, when you everybody's going to have a perspective. But if we talk about it and get clear about it ahead of time, when it comes up, there is no need for I feel. There is no need for my opinion. We just going to go based on the fact that we agreed upon. You either did it or you didn't. You said you was going to do it. Did you do it or you didn't? You know, but if you don't really talk about those things and not talk about it, but make sure that the other person is clear and 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 think about all of the things that could happen because life is life. So when you say something, let's not be so cut and dry to where you don't leave no wiggle room either for if something was to happen like this or something was to happen like this. So consider all those things and then let's come up with a framework. Let's come up with a blueprint so that there's no need for unnecessary feeling a certain type of way. Or, well, I got you here. Well, I'm finna one up you right here. There's no need for that because we wrote it down or we came up with a solid agreement on those things. So just strive not to have as much gray area in our life. Um, uh, in my life is what I'm learning as, as possible is, 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 is beneficial. It limits disagreements. It limits arguments. And it limits disappointment because now we both know what the expectations are. I don't have any covert expectations. See, and that's what I believe. And that's that's one of the major things, I guess, if I can name this. Avoid having a covert, a covert expectation. Uh, 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 yeah, that's it. A covert expectation. I'm, I'm, I have an expectation. But I'm not sharing with you what my expectation is. I recently found out that a brother, oh, man, he expected me to do something two years ago. Oh, man, I expected you to, you know, do this for me and do this for us. And in my mind, I was doing X, Y, and Z, right? That was a, to me, that was a covert expectation. Why didn't you just ask me or said, you know, hey, man, I, I da, 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 da. And I show what I like for you to do, da da da. Instead of waiting and expecting, that may not be the way that I give. That may not be the way that I serve. See, some people, when they serving, they may give you a gift. Let me go. Let me go buy my buy my sister a gift. Buy my brother, you know, a gift. One person may say, "I ain't finna go buy no gift. I ain't finna be thinking about what they." Here, man. Here go. You know, here go a hundred dollars. 
Another person may do something, acts of service that may be worth a hundred dollars. That may be worth more than what they bought or worth more than the money that they gave. But that's what they that's what they perceive to be a value. And then if you on your end is expecting money or you expecting to give, but it's a covert expectation, not something that y'all talked about, not something that y'all agreed on. It leads to uh, emotional um, disaster, if you will, in the future. So uh, covert, you know, not having covert expectations and, 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 and covert rules that you have in your head. Let the other person know what you expect uh, vividly so that they can even let you know, yes, I can or no, I can't. Now you don't have to be disappointed. I learned in high school, um, you know, expectations uh, lead uh, certain certain expectations lead to disappointment. That's the only way you can really be disappointed. I I expected you to do this. I'm disappointed. I expected you to show up for this. Oh man, that's what made me disappointed. So why even set yourself up to be disappointed? See, some of us we we can we can we can sit there. No, we won't. But won't say nothing. Now, let me let me just. I'm not even gonna say it. I know he not finna, but I'm still not finna. I know she not. Finna, I'm still not gonna say it though. I'm mean, Let me just see. You know damn well they not thinking about it. You know they not thinking about it. Why? Why not just say, hey man, look man, I sure would appreciate if you da 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 da. You setting yourself up to be disappointed and mad. So that's one of the. That's uh, my second lesson. Let's go to uh, Brother Daniel. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, brother. Um, I'm going to mind one thing that I learned. I'm going to start with one thing this year is that I'm responsible for the level of knowledge and wisdom that I have that I'm able to make a decision on and carry into practice. I have learned that when I purposefully fall short to that expectation from the God, because he has given me enough wisdom, knowledge from practicing and failing, gave me enough to examine my circumstances and see why I'm making the wrong mistake. If I continue in that line, then I learned that there's pending consequences for that because Allah has given me sufficient Capacity. The minister put it like this in the study guide. He said, there are those who have the capacity to live from wisdom, but they purposefully choose not to because they're trying to serve two masters. He said, them type of people suffer. So I learned that when God gives me wisdom, which comes by way of human beings, male and female, and then allows me to look into my circumstances and see the error of my ways, not mistakes, but errors, because I have learned that, you know, I keep doing this, I keep getting the same result. I have learned that when I continue in that way, that I'm bringing on my own hell, it ain't no sense in me talking about, oh, I'm in a trial. No, you are in a little hell because you receive what you needed but you made the conscious decision, as my brother said, to stay in the gray when I gave you enough wisdom to be in the black. So now you suffer because at this point, Allah did his job. He sent many people 
to get the job done and you purposefully, Brother Daniel, stay in the grade because you just didn't want to make a decision which would bring maybe some discomfort. You didn't want to move out your comfort zone. You didn't want to let this go. You didn't want to break this off. So now you produced a little hell for yourself. So I learned that everything in my life is a matter of mathematical reality. Either something I'm doing that brought it or something I failed to do that brought it. Now, if I'm ignorant to it, there's a lot of mercy there that's who I gain the consummate knowledge. But once God feed my mind to the point where I know for sure this result brings this, and I continue in that area, then I have to accept those consequences and me trying to act like I don't know what happened, it's just going to exacerbate the problem and make it worse. So I'm learning to, once I reach that level of capacity where I can come out the grade, it would be best for me to stay out of that gray area and move in the black, even though that wisdom is going to grow, and I'm going to be moved to upper echelons of wisdom. But that right there, once I learn that lesson, it would be better for me to make the right decision and move in that and then move to the next lesson. So those are one of the things that I learned this year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Brother Clarence. How you doing, family? Well, what I've learned, brother, so much, so much in, in a year to learn. Um, but uh, today's topic, um, what brought it out to me today was um, work through sickness. That was um, That was real big for me. Um, a prescription by doctor, the number one doctor, Dr. Allah, who came in a person to master for Allah. You know, work through your sickness. Even when you're sick, just work. The prescription is work. I mean, that was deep for me. I'm like, man, how, how can you work through? How you work through sickness? Then I look at the messenger, and when he was sick and ill, and he still stood up. And continue to travel and work to build a nation. Never, you never even knew when he was sick. We had they had to help the minister. Uh, same thing with the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan. He would tell you, brother, I'm not in the best of feeling. I'm uh, the best of moods today, the best of spirit today. He'll start speaking, and it'll go away. You know, um, and he'll travel and continue to speak. And get stronger. And before you know it, his sickness has passed. So I look at these leaders that are older than me. So I have no excuse. And in their elder years, they have no excuse. The work for me um, was big. Work through sickness. And that's what I'm trying to do now. Um, just to give you a little, you know, a little uh, kind of... Um, my situation is I fell three feet, I'm sorry, 30 feet, which is three stories uh, from a scaffold. I had L4, L5, laminectomy, back surgery. And they um, put me in a wheelchair for about six, seven months. I was on 100 milliliters of fentanyl patches, 30 milligrams of oxycodone, 10 milligrams of uh, 
Uh, I can't think of the name of it, but I was just a, a, a train wreck, beloved. And they were over medicating me, my wife told me. And um, I had to fight to uh, to get out of that dependency. And it was the worst fight of my life, beloved, uh, to detox myself uh, in that state. And to have my children, you know, over me saying, Daddy, what's wrong with me? It was just, oh, man, it was something. But uh, to work through your sickness, I wish I would have known that then uh, instead of just laying there and, 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 and tossing and turning. But Allah saw me through it. And um, the next thing I want to say is, Brother Ben, don't be so hard on yourself, beloved. You're working with the, uh, you know, the, the lost found people, brother. So I would say always, you know, when you're feeling discouraged about people trying to, because you want for your brother what you want for them, you know, what you want for yourself. And I can feel that from you, the very sincere brother, you know. But remember, these ways to win people uh, to your way of thinking. And this is from, I'm taking this from out of the proper handling of people from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Just a few. The only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. Number two, show respect for the other man's opinion. Never tell a man or slash woman he or she is wrong. If you are wrong, admit it quickly, emphatically. Begin in a friendly way. Get the other person saying yes, yes, immediately. And let the other man or woman feel that the idea is his or hers. Let the other man or woman do a great deal of talking and try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. Last three, be sympathetic with other person's ideas and desires. Number 10, appeal to the noble motives. Last, dramatize your ideas. I'm sorry, there's still one more. Throw down a challenge. So I just wanted to say that, Brother Ben, you know, I hear a little bit of trepidation in your voice today that you've probably been going through a fight with somebody or a misunderstanding. Don't get discouraged because Brother Brand got a program, the minister said. And uh, he's telling the people about the minister. So keep doing your job, you know. Some late. Well, Lake Salaam. Thank you for that reminder, boy. Show can get hard. I'll tell you that. Whoo, boy, it is not easy. Oh, my goodness. I mean, as soon as you think you're getting over one, ah, here come another thing. Then as soon as you, here go another, ah, pop, here come, a, here come another one. Whoo, boy. I'm working on it, though, boy. I'm working on it. Let's, uh, <laughs> hey, y'all seen that video? <laughs> <laughs> it just popped up over time. Y'all seen that video where the dude did that backflip yesterday, man? And dang, that cracked his whole back open and got up and said, Am I bleeding? <laughs> I'm sorry. That ain't got nothing to do with this. <laughs> oh, that ain't got nothing to do with this. That just popped back up. Let's go to Brother Maximus. Assalamu <laughs> alaikum, family. Um, just to piggyback off of uh, what the brother just said, made me think about that Savior's Day um, when the minister said that life is always given and living problems, a problem that will make you or break you. But we are made to conquer whatever is thrown at us. Um, one of the things, I mean, a few things that I learned from the power call, only being up here for a few months, um, thinking about life and time. 
I had to evaluate what I'm doing with my time. And in that evaluation, I had to get my mind right because it goes back to um, a quote that Brother Nori said, you know, we are a mind with a body wrapped around it. In order for me to get myself together, I had to work on my mind first and then my body and soul follow. Second was thinking about my words and action, you know, stuff that's coming out my mouth. Am I doing what I'm talking about, what I'm telling other people to do? I had to hold myself accountable more and uh, constantly do a self-evaluation of myself. Um, another thing was patience. Um, sometimes I had to become more patient with I work on constantly because of the fact in order to get a point across and get people to listen to you, you have to have patience. You cannot, and a person could sense when you don't have patience. Um, and now with that patience, I apply everything in life as far as if I go somewhere or whatever I do, I always, I have all my clocks set 20 minutes early um, because time is very important. Um, like the minister said in the season of oh God, if you don't have respect for time, you don't have respect for life. So um, those are just a few points. There's more, but um, yeah, that's a good start. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother Bryant. Brother Bryant. All right, let's go to uh, Sister Farah. Assalamualaikum. Alaikum salam. All right, so three things I learned in 2020. Um. I learned the true meaning of accept your own and be yourself. You know, something I heard, but I, I didn't fully come into understanding. Um, you know, without realizing it, I was trying to be everybody else but myself. You know, instead of being patient with myself, um, I was judging myself based on everyone else's progress. Um, you know, everyone moves at their own pace. Because we're, we're not on our time. We're on a lost time. You know, we can only control how much work we put in. But we have no control over how fast the fruit, uh, the work produ uh, produced, grows. You know, that's in a lost control. So uh, I was afraid to be myself also because, in truth, I haven't accepted myself. I was holding myself back from doing things I wanted to do because I was afraid of what others would think, say, um, you know, I was, I was so afraid of judgment, not realizing that the only one judging me was me. I didn't see the value in what it was I was trying to do that others, uh, saw in. It really took, um, a lot of patience, prayer, and, um, going to these study groups, you know, surrounding myself with other believers more and studying these teachings that taught me, you know, we're all brothers and sisters by nature. 
you know, we're reflections of each other. So whatever flaw or sin exists in me also exists in my sister or my brother. You know, they are no better than me. No, I'm no better than them. And, you know, um, another thing I learned was that a lot is sufficient. You know, I learned the true meaning of a lot is sufficient. Um, you know, I had to learn to let go of people and things that really had no benefit to me um, and really were only doing me harm. You know, if, if, if they are, if they are helping you grow and develop in any way, then the only thing they could be doing besides that is, you know, um, harming you or um, stunning your growth. Um, another thing I learned was active listening and patience. <laughs> um, from observing the minister, it, it kind of, just from observing him, kind of taught me um, the importance of actually listening to what someone is, uh, someone is trying to say to you, what they're actually trying to say, um, instead of, you know, jumping to your own understanding, you know, um, really listening to their words and not just their words, but how they're saying it tells you a lot about a person. That's all I had to say. Salam. Thank you. Sister Yolanda. Assalamualaikum, family. Uh, three things that I learned. We are not psychologically, emotionally, or spiritually prepared prepared for life as we should be. Um, as Sister Farah mentioned, being an active listener, also studying the teachings, applying the teachings, which brings Sister Yolanda into a better comprehensive knowledge of a thing, whatever is being communicated. The second point thing I learned is drink of my blood that was mentioned into in the lecture how the how the devil is made and destroyed. And in that drink from my blood term, I got out of um just listening and reading the word of God to allow it to enter into my bloodstream. And a couple of weeks ago, I paid attention to myself. And I was like, you know what? You wake up awfully cheerful every morning. A normal morning is just, okay, I'm going through the routine. But nevertheless, with this power call, starting my word off, starting my day off on the power call and hearing the feedback from the power call family it has become a light that brings out the life in me and i'm like wow somebody asked me one day you just be so happy and i had to think about it and i was like i do but i don't pay attention to myself i just go around and my motto has been for this year mind your business so I'm going to mind my business because I need to get me cleaned up. And as someone has mentioned, you know, someone else's progress in the teachings and in their studying 
is not my progress. So I had to also tap myself on the shoulder and say, be mindful, Sister Yolanda. We don't all grow at the same pace. We don't all learn at the same uh, time or on the same level. So you continue to drink from the fountain of youth, as I call it, which they say blood, but the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, uh, the, especially the message to the black man and our savior has arrived, have so many gems and Jews, and the more I read them, I come into a better understanding and knowledge. Also, again, I'm listening to the power call. The third thing that you mentioned that woke me up yesterday was allowing my adversity to birth out creativity creativity within myself that helps others so sister melba and i seem to have similar situations minus some of hers for me dealing with family and i'm like wow i know i wasn't the only one going through it nevertheless just to hear somebody else going through in their pain so i think of um study guys is it 19, 19 or 20 in the process of redemption where we were dealing with redemption and I don't want to be in the mud but in the mud slinging there's truth in the mud slinging thank you sir brother Daniel there's truth in that so I have to be accountable for my actions and my words and my deeds and just like wow sit back and not dwell in the pain, release the pain, and allow it to birth my creativity, or if that's a word, my creativity in myself and move forward. Because as we all release on the call, we all helping one another, whether we know it or not or accept it or not, but we all helping each other in this power called family. And it's just giving me so much light in life. Thank you for allowing me to share. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Sister Randisha. Um, so another thing that I did learn was that I have to stop suffering in silence. Um, I did put it in the chat, but one thing about me is like when I'm going through something, I'm never like really a talker. You know, like um, if I got to seek refuge in Allah, then I talk to him, but I noticed that sometimes Allah sends angel and I miss. And sometimes if we're not um, adherent to what he's trying to show us or what he's trying to do for us, we will sometimes miss the message. So I think that I have to stop suffering in silence. Um, so that was my last point. Yes, ma'am. Sister Nayira in the house. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum. Yes, sir. Thank you so very much, Brother Ben. I thank Allah for this power call, and I thank you and your team and everyone that's on here. And um, one of the things, I'm, well, three things that I learned this year um, is, one, clarity. And doing business with my husband, this is uh, our third official year in business, like officially. However, we've been doing what we've been doing as a business um for the last 10 years right and for the last three years we have been very very successful um well what we would say is successful <laughs> however this year or the last six months of our business 
we really had to get clear on our roles and responsibility in the business. And I learned how to identify and separate, you know, as doing business with my husband as a husband and as a business partner. And so that brought challenges because I had to be, uh, and the second thing is willingness. I had to be willing to learn um, things about the business that I had already, you know, had that covert expectation, Brother Ben. <laughs> I had that covert expectation that my husband was going to do, you know, the back end, and I'm just going to be the person to make impact and marketing and, you know, do what I do because I'm just known like that. However, this year has taught me and us that we have to know the whole business in its entirety on both ends, meaning he has to know what I know and I have to know what he knows um, about the business and the structure and organization of a business to the degree that we need it in order to grow to the next level. Um, the last thing I would say is validation. I had to get comfortable with validating my good. Because it's easier to look at the things that's not going right, especially when other people identify things that they may feel that's not going right. And we sometimes, well, me, I sometimes forget that, you know, Allah has blessed me to do a lot of good. And it's okay to look at the good that I have done in order to do more good. Because that which you validate, you get more of that. And so trials do purify. And in the trial, I'm understanding and learning that there's different levels of purification. So whatever level you are on, it has I had to be willing to go through another level of purification. And what has helped me to sustain that is my why. And so I'll close with this, Brother Ben. I'm learning the significance and the understanding that business is warfare. And we are in the we're in the on the floor and we are at war for the hearts and minds of our people and business is a part of that. So I wanna thank you so very much. That's what I've learned um this year. It is the the organization and the working of a business and doing it with my husband as a business partner. I can let go. Yes, ma'am. Brother Samir Ali. Right, <clears throat> Brother Wesley. I want to defer to Brother Bryant. He has his hand up. He he didn't know that we needed to be called on him. Okay, Brother uh, Brother Bryant. Assalamualaikum, family. Alexalam. Um, I think I want to share is uh, the, my three things for the years. I realized that at times I'm my own worst enemy, right? Hard on myself than uh, others are on me. And so when we compare ourselves to others, right, we're not comparing ourselves to who we were yesterday versus what we're doing today. And, um, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> I know the sister said, you know, uh, I forget when the sister said that spark a thought in me is that we don't always let our little light shine because we may be a amongst a group of believers, you know, it's five percenters, but we go out into the world with the eighty-fivers and ten percent, and uh, you are that light of the world, 
you know, no matter how much little you think you know, right? People look to you, they can see it in you, right? I remember the minister had a lecture talking about the eyes that made the see out, and you can behold everything except for yourself, right? And so, um, I won't even touch on that. That goes so many different levels as far as constructive criticism and everything, right? But, uh, also, the other the other thing I, I I hear a lot of people say, and I agree with, and I read this book is called The Seven Habits of ha uh, Highly Effective People. It talks about listening empathetically, right? You gotta seek first to understand, then try to be understood. Because once you hear a person, like part of the atonement, and so all of this, all of this coincides with teachings for me, right? So when I read this other book, part of my hundred and four books, right, and that. You know, the message I is, I feel like I got mine. And so the seven habits, one of them, they seek to, to understand and then seek to be understood. So when you hear a person and you hear everything that they have to say, either about you, the situation, and you can understand it and repeat it back to them as good or better than they was able to say it. And then you start to address their points, right? And then they feel like they've been heard. Right. And you've not uh, dismissed any of their feelings or thoughts or whatever the case may be is, is, is a great thing, because, you know, when you start to talk about that communication, I think that's where they, the, the gap is at sometimes. Right. People don't feel like they're being heard. And uh, I think the third thing is just really um, I got to live my life, man, you know, and I got to own that process. Right. I'm responsible for my life. I'm responsible for the decisions I made either out of ignorance or, you know, took a chance that it didn't work out. And, and, and so somebody said that you either win or you learn. Right. And so. Um, uh, just trying to live out my imagination and bring those thoughts into fruition in the 3D world, man. So that's why I got to share that one. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum. I just had um, two quick points that I want to just uh, add on as well. Um, the first thing is the importance of applying what I am uh, learning and gleaning from the power call for one, um, not just using it as a motivation, but using it as, you know, listening to these lectures from the minister and the, and the student ministers and the, the guest speakers we've had as well as instructions to move out on um, and, and, and be able to take it throughout my day and throughout numerous days to, to come as well. Um, and then lastly, the importance of, you know, staying in the classroom. Um, I, I've noticed so much um, synchronicity, I believe is the word I want to use, between the lectures that have been chosen, um, the speakers and the topics that we've been on correlating to what I'm hearing on Sunday at Demise, what you know, what we may be speaking on in, in class um, or study group or believers meeting, things like that, and how it's so important to always keep uh, myself in the classroom because all of it is put together uh, with the will of Allah to, to help me to improve. You know, it's all self-improvement. It's all improvement of my understanding to be able to do that first work and help raise our people from that mental and spiritual and moral death as well. And if I'm I'm found missing in any of missing any of these pieces, I'm I'm gonna lose a piece to the puzzle that someone needs. And I think for myself, 
understanding the importance of staying in the classroom and understanding the importance of applying what um, we are learning and what we're listening to, even from Brother E.T. or we, you know, anything that, that you know, Brother Reverend uh, Ike that you, you played as well. Everything works for the good. So being able to settle on the best part of whatever is being shared, even and like I, said, I appreciate so much hearing, you know, the different brothers and sisters sharing on their testimonials, writing their testimonials, whatever it is, and just to kind of echo that point that don't be afraid to share on these power calls. It is a safe space. It is something for whatever you may have of value that you share on this power call. Someone needs to hear your voice say it. And that's something that's been reminded to me so often. Um, even brother, when you show me, you know, a few comments and things I'm in my mind, when I'm on the power call, I kind of just, I'm in my own zone. I'm, I'm kind of like in my, in my little space right here. And I don't think about the effects of what's being said, but just understanding, cause I've had people come to me and say, man, you, you said some things that really, you know, were revelating to me. And I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm just getting it off my chest, but just understanding the importance of being in a classroom. And it's going to give you the confidence and the understanding that you need to share with someone else, because those who you are meant, because Allah chose us all for a specific part of this assignment. And if we're not doing what we can, or at least understanding the importance and the value that, that master father Muhammad put on us or has of us and seeing that value that you're doing yourself a disservice and those of, of others um, that are seeing you and seeing your example in your presentation as well. So I just wanted to, to add that on as well. Asalaamu Alaikum. Well, alaykum salam, sir. Brother Marcus. Yes, sir. Assalamu alaikum. Alaykum salam. Yes, sir. Um, wow. I have a whole lot to say that I believe will be beneficial to everyone who hears it. My mother transitioned in February, and that has really changed so much in my life. I mean, I can't even begin to explain the details of it. But um, in respect for the time and um, other speakers and everybody, I'll just, I'm going to summarize it. Uh, this year for me so far, I can summarize three areas that I've had improvement. One being, like Brother Maximum and Sister Farah pointed out, patience. I've gained a better understanding and a deeper comprehension of what it means to be one, patient, two, obedient. And three, I've gained a better overall understanding of what it means to actually be at peace. You know, you go through life thinking you understand something or you know something, but then something hits you in a certain way or you enter a particular phase in your life where a whole new perspective opens up to you and you see things from a deeper and a more comprehensible uh, view. So to summarize it all up, my faith, my faith has increased. Thank you. Praise be to Allah. And then we got Brother Daniel. Yes, sir. I got my next two points in. Um, I learned the value even greater of truth that the minister said is the most necessary ingredient for our salvation. And I would tie that to two self-examinations I had to deal with. One, I'm learning more why I'm always late. I'm 51 and still having, I ain't going to use the word master time, just using it effectively. I had to come to the conclusion that I have a greater uh, disease of mind when it comes to time because I somebody pointed out to me, brother, do you know that 
when you got to be somewhere, you always take on other projects that makes you late. I'm like, no, not really. But I realized I was doing that. If I had to be in my contract, I'm self-employed, I'm a commercial cleaner. If I had to be in my contract on time, I'm doing stuff that I should have did earlier. But I'm doing that in the morning time. That's going to make me late. So I realized that that issue with time was a deeper character defect beyond what I understood. So that taught me that there are some character defects in me that are so ingrained that it's going to take a lot of more work. It's going to take a lot of more help. It's going to take a lot of more analyzation and change because it's that type of defect. It's not maybe me trying to be better with eat to live or me trying to avoid this one. The time for me is deep because I've lost a lot being late. So that's one of those character defects that I'm going to have to delve deeper into, get more from the fellow students when, that are on time and learn more about why is it that I am habitually late. I have learned that I feel entitled. Sometimes I'm always trying to make things work my way. So that's one of the things I learned about me, that that's a, that's a problem that I'm going to have to work harder on to overcome. The other problem is I've I've learned that the law helps me to perfect, but it doesn't give me a perfect example of who I am. I don't know who I am until Allah manifests a trial to show me how well I have progressed in that particular principle. So sometimes I can think, oh, I got this thing. I've been successful this thing for this long. Then a trial will come up and that thought will resurface or that problem will resurface. Then I have to realize, no, 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 the law was just helping me through this. But I don't have it at heart yet. I haven't mastered that problem because it's still popping up. So I can't have a false sense of who I think I am until Allah give me the trial and show me where I really am. So I'm learning that the way Allah looks at us and me is past, present, future, perfect tense. He judges me from a subconscious, conscious, and even future level to where there are things about me that I don't even know yet. Until the circumstance manifests, then I say, oh, 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 this, this, this is why this keeps coming up. So I had to learn to not be so mm, expecting that I don't pass something, that expectation again, until Allah showed me through the trial that I actually made it through. So I'm learning that the truth of myself is so, so important, and it's only through trial and tribulation that I really learn where I'm at and my have to greater master. Yes, sir. Thank you. <clears throat> then we have uh, Sister Yasina. Assalamualaikum. So my uh, three is one because Sister y y uh, Nayira brought this up about validation. So what I've, I'm learning this year is that I've already been validated by God. I've just got to work on those things that I know he has sent me here to do. And that comes with stepping out on faith and accepting my purpose and falling in love with my purpose and not giving up on my purpose just because it gets difficult. The other thing is just 
falling in love with Master Farouk Muhammad and accepting his love. Okay, a commercial break. Brother Ben, the reason why I sound like I'm from the UK is because this is one of the defects of, <laughs> of the head of the seizure that I had uh, two years ago. So this is actually my normal voice. And this is the one that I use when I want to come on the power call, which really makes my head hurt. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I am learning to be patient with myself and to accept my own and be myself and live as Yasina lives and not be so concerned about what everyone else thinks. And this is like the thing that I, just using my natural voice today. I'm also learning to listen to God and follow his guidance and just live my best life. And that's what this call has taught me. That's what it's teaching me, how to be my authentic self and to do what God has called me to do, which is to help resurrect our people and this power call for many of us has been a gift of life and I thank you for that and um, that's it <laughs> that is so cool <laughs> you should have been talking like that hey man you need to do uh <clears throat> You need to do uh, 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 audio books and use that voice. Wow, that is, that is, man, that's something to be studied, man. Wow. Just change the whole, is that called dialect? Is it, what that be called? Dialect? Well, what is it called when yes. you sound like you're it's, from Louisiana, but you, you know, what is that called? It's, it's your dialect. Dialect. So, so did you naturally, so, so give us some education. So you. <laughs> So you spoke like how you speak on a power call usually before and then after the seizure, it just switched dialects? Yes. When I woke up, I, I thought I was speaking normally, but my children looked at me as though I was just a strange being. And my mom uh, explained to me that I'm not from Europe <laughs> and that it's not a natural voice. It's not an American voice. But uh, I, so I would go on Instagram to watch old videos to find out what I naturally sounded like before. And so I practice an American accent. And yes, my personality does change along with my dialect. It's, a it's an interesting thing um it's an interesting set of circumstances but it is who i am 
but yes, it happened with the seizure. Wow. And um, and so my children will say, Mom, the Brit is coming out, you know, but when I get mad at them. But um, but yes, this is uh, on average. This is how I sound. Wow, that's amazing. Hey, man, we just read the minister say yesterday, the pain into creativity. Man, I'll be doing skits, acting like, you know, you when you when the, the natural mom. And then when they do something wrong, turn into the hood mom. And then you go into the voice you have on the power call, boy. Because y'all know that's what What's the Name did. I didn't know that the brother from uh, Snowfall, I didn't know that he, his natural voice is, 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 is uh, I don't know, what you, uh, England or UK, whichever the proper term. That's his natural voice. So when he starts speaking like that on Instagram, I'm like, why is he speaking like that? And the same with, uh, what's the, what's the uh, Id- Idris, Idris? He's the same way. So that's, man, that's some shoe. You need to go get get into some acting and and, and, and showing. And that's natural. Like, they got to practice that. Well, I guess you have to practice the American side. But, yeah, that's a, man, that is, that is, that is dope. Could it possibly be different personality? Oh, okay. She already answered that. Okay, Mother Nani's up next. Is she there going once? Yes, I sound like um I'm sorry, I um have the baby. Um, but I learned quite a bit this year and one of the main things that I learned is that I am a hundred percent um responsible for my own happiness and that you I cannot look to anyone else to make me happy, um, that I have to be able to find the good in all situations, appreciate the things that I do have, not focus on the things that I don't have, um, build on that. But then also that, um, and I I really don't like when people say, oh, it, it could always be worse. It could always be worse. But um, when you look at the things that you do have, um, it makes you appreciate the things that um, you, I won't say that you don't have because a lot of the times, um, sometimes we need or we want certain things and it might not be what we need at the time. And um, if we actually hone in on what we do have, uh, we will we will be more abundant in those areas. So not focusing or honing in on the bad or the negative or, you know, the things that we may want that, um we don't have. And um, that's one of the main things, like I said, that I've I've had to learn this year. Um, Another is to be patient. I know that a lot of sisters can attest to the fact that when you are pregnant and even after you have your baby, immediately after you have your baby, patience goes out the window. For me, it dwindled fast and then it just completely went away. But after having my son, um, and just seeing the the areas that I was not so patient in and, you know, the, I was like a ticking time bomb. Um, I'm learning to even under pressure or in like situations that aren't ideal for me to still try to remain calm and still try to think of a solution or be able to, you know, like I said, have patience. I think that this I'm either the third or fourth person on the call so far to say something about patience. So I think that for all of us, that may be a big one, but 
I know for me, for sure, um, that that is a major thing that I, I've learned. So I have one more, but I will come back for that later. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum salam. My son is 26 and I'm still working on it. Well, y'all says the show be getting past it, boy. Well, you know, they have, they got, they got a child. So, they, you know, that's, that's just that time. You 26, you still. T- <laughs> boy, they be, boy, they gonna stress that thing at the boy. <laughs> boy, postpartum 26 years later, boy. God. <laughs> Boy, the black woman, boy, y'all a special kind. All right, let's go to um, Brother Samir. Second second attempt. Okay. I'll pro- yes, sir. I apologize about that earlier, brother. Uh, <laughs> I'm usually at work during these mornings, so I try to tap in either way. Assalamu alaikum. And I, um, I, I always like to express my gratitude for this power call, man, for the platform, for all of us to be able to speak and for all the speakers who have spoken, you know, it's always inspiring for me to listen. But I just want to continue off of, you know, all of the speakers that were speaking. Um, one word was patience that was spoken about that stood out to me, of course. Another word was acceptance. I heard somebody say that and and um, accept your own, you know, along with that, with that topic. And for me, I think, the process of accepting your own is a multi-layered issue because for me, I that's one of the things I learned this year and I'm continuing to learn that it, it's not really about. So for me, accepting your own is it, it goes into finding your purpose. Because for me, I learned that finding my purpose isn't always an action, but something that you accept, you know, and let to a degree, find you, you know? And another thing is that somebody spoke on is trusting your own, trusting yourself, basically, to a degree. And I think it ties right in there with accepting your own, you know? Um, I'm learning more and more to find my voice, and that's, you know, a reason that I appreciate being able to speak on this power call because it's so much useful information, inspiration. But um, so I think think one of the ways that we find ourselves is not by like like I said actively actively pursuing something necessarily in that process, but um, finding ourselves through our words, through the things we speak, you know, through our own understandings, you know. So no matter the circumstances, you know that we're that we're in or the environments that we're in, but um, through, through through what we speak, you know, and we speak from what we know, and what what we know is you know, always to be experienced. What we're learning is always to be experienced and and understood, and, um, multiple layers of understanding. So that's one of the things that I'm I'm learning, um, just to find myself through my voice, regardless of the situation, the environment or circumstance. And um, I think one of the ways we communicate with our environment and with our people is you know, it's mathematic. I think mathematics is how we communicate with our environment, and that's freedom, justice, and equality. With those things, we're able to, you know, fully communicate with our environment in a way to we, where we, we can have life and peace, 
You know, that's how I think peace is achieved. Freedom, justice, and equality is is how life is built, is what life is built on. And I think um, knowledge, will, wisdom, and understanding is a scientific concept that helps you see in a higher light. So that though, with those concepts are ways that we can communicate with each other, but it's an ever-expanding and multifaceted concept. So, you know, expanding your horizon is is literally exponential growth. So it's you know it happens in layers, and I think um, and to different degrees. And I think the the brother in the beginning of the video spoke on how you can't just um, grow at one thing, you know, because all your energy will be focused on one that one thing, and then other areas in your life will begin to you know kind of weaken or take the back seat. So I just wanted to speak on how, you know, I'm learning myself how to be multifaceted and, and understanding all the ways where I want to grow. But at the same time, patience, you know, is always the <laughs> the word that we have to return back to because that's a, uh, you know, that's a, a complicated thing, you know, to, to, to be wanting to grow, but knowing that you have to do it in not just one way, but every aspect of your life, basically. So um, another thing with that is I spent my life, a lot of part of my life, um, like like people spoke on comparing your situation and progress to other people's. So for me, I always looked at that. You know, when we compare ourselves to other people, we say they're, they they have this. You know, so they're they're doing good in life, you know, because of what they have or whatever, because of per, a perception. But I, I learned, you know, and I'm learning this year that trying to do good is not always doing what's best, you know. So I, I heard a quote that someone said, "Do gooders become regretters." So that's not that's a quote that helped me realize that, you know, that this I ask this idea of what's good isn't always what's best for me. So what's what may be good for somebody else isn't what's best. So, you know, that's just one of the um things that I learned this year and I'm continuing to learn. Um uh and you know, I don't wanna be too long winded, but assalamu alaikum. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> All right. Uh what is the lineup? Uh, sister, Sister Shireen. Assalamu alaikum. Um, just listening to everybody. Oh my gosh, is is really a beautiful experience. So thank you again, and thank you everyone for your share. Um, so when we what we're doing now is closing the gap. We're closing the gap between us and the minister, and us, and each other. But as we close gaps, right, we we create gaps. Because now we're ascending as we get more understanding, but the people that oftentimes we love the most are not getting the same, you know, understanding, our families, our communities, our coworkers, and things like that. And so when the brother was talking about proper handling of people, we we have to really grab a hold to that because, you know, that when Sister Nani was talking about the patience, like sometimes 
I know I ain't got patience for for the foolishness and the stupidity that I see with our people that, you know, take pride in rejecting the teachings and rejecting, um, you know, sound doctrine. And so as we close our gaps, let's just be mindful of, you know, the gap that we're creating with our people that we still got to go back and, and connect with. Um, so that's that grace and that um, mercy and um, humility, you know, the humility because we can't get the big head because we made this accomplishment. Oh, I, I launched this and I started that and I, you know, whatever we're striving to do, Let's just make sure that we strive in the best manner so that we still will be pleasing to Allah with um, our good success. That's it. Assalamu alaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Brother Jay? Peace, family. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So uh, one thing that I learned, uh, one of the things that well, that I'm learning um, is I got the book. I got the book from um, when Brother Willie Muhammad came on a power call, the 38 practical methods to use to study the teachings of Elijah Muhammad. And, um, you know, I've been on a power call beforehand. Um, and I know you always mention take notes, of course. But after reading that book, it just gave me a lot of techniques on how to take notes when I'm when I'm studying, because one thing that I wanted to know, I wanted to have specific like study methods. Like in this book, it just spoke to me when it comes to reading the Bible, when it comes to watching the lectures um, in the power call or just studying on my own. Um, it just made it a lot more easier for me. Uh, it's a, a practical, some processes that I can take, some, some specific steps that I can take because I'm a real ABC one, two, three type of person. Like I need like specific instruction. So that was one thing that I learned. Uh, uh, what that I'm learning. Another thing, and this is also uh, with uh, Brother Willie Muhammad, um, when he had came on the power call, um, um, just being able to read the scriptures and and um and break them down, like using using like reality, like actually making it make sense. Like for example, I forgot where it was in Matthew, but uh, um. When it's talking about the the son of man coming from the uh, east and to the west, and basically how where the eagles are, the carcass would be, and just breaking that down, that 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 was powerful for me. That just like it just like uh sparked my sparked my um like inspiration to study mode even when I'm by myself. And then another thing that I the third thing that I learned that's real, 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 real important, and I know a lot of people mentioned it, but it's patience. It's, it's patience. Like I'm the type of person. If it come when it comes to this knowledge of I'm a baby and we supposed to feed on it, it's kind of like Scooby Doo. I'm trying to take the whole plate and just dump it on my face and you know and and, and just just take it all in at once. I I really gotta um, be patient with myself. I'm just learning to be patient with myself when it comes to understanding these teachings and being able to recognize uh, signs from God. But but it is real, man. And the more I take the time to do that, the more I'm able to recognize when God's speaking to me through other people, through signs, through through different things like that. That just um. It just it just motivated me to keep going as a person. Them them three of the things that I learned this year. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sister Maria. <clears throat> Sl- 
Salam alaikum, Brother Ben. Alaikum salam. So, uh, thank you so much uh, for letting me speak. Um, so, I've learned a lot of things uh, this year on the power call. I came in a little bit later. I didn't get a chance to get in um, when you were doing the uh, the fasting. Um, mm -mm. That's, so a, that was, that's a different one. Uh, we was doing, no, you, you talking about the Ram, when we read the Ramadan? Read the yes, Quran for Ramadan? Yes, the Ramadan. I was trying to do that on my own. I didn't realize that, you know, this power call that you guys were doing it together. So that would have been a, a greater help and encouragement uh, to be successful. But anyway, uh, I'm just uh, so happy to be able to share and finally be able to speak. Um, I've learned a, few, a lot of things. Uh, some of the things that I was able to recall at this time, um, uh, the name Allah, uh, meaning, you know, meaning the God, not necessarily just God. So I thought that was uh, an interesting point for me. Also, uh, I, you know, I want to learn. Uh, so a lot of the times I listen. I want to learn uh, the way of the Muslims. You know, I am not a registered Muslim yet. Uh, but many times the the minister said, you know, that we are all Muslims in, in our nature. And so that um, I've been able to, you know, remember that and just, you know, behave like a Muslim. But I've, I've liked to listen to the, the nation and... Uh, you know, know how to know certain things that definitely we don't want to say, such as, you know, piggyback and things like that. We should be saying veggie back or other things. And that is understandable why that is. Also, um, things like, uh, you know, not saying when we talk about our children, not saying kid or something like that, because it doesn't sound right that's more like a cow's uh, you know calf or whatever so we want to refer to we want to be able to use our words in a way that it's uh, uh building and correct so uh i mean i've i've learned a lot of things i don't want to keep on talking but uh i do want to uh, just thank everybody show my appreciation for all of those like Sister Yasina, she's very encouraging. Sister Melva, so many brothers and sisters, whatever you know you say is always good to hear because it's coming from the heart. And um, just listening uh, to you and the way you speak is so different than you know people in the world. And it's such a commonality between us that it's really a, a blessing to be here. So I thank you so much for listening, and I, I'll continue to listen to you guys. Thank you so much.
Thank you. We have iPhone, which I don't know whose iPhone. Hi, it's Trapetta. Oh, Sister Trapetta. Um, yep, Sister Trapetta. Thank you. Uh, I sorry, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm coming in so late, but I had to check back from yesterday and finish up the crucifixion of Michael Jackson. Um, so I, I'm hearing that what we're sharing about uh, what we got, two things that we, or three things that we've gotten over the year from the power call or just in general? Just in general, just not, life life lessons uh, over the past year. Thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, so so a couple of like a few life lessons that I've gotten over the year this year um would be first that uh it does take about 2 years plus to uh, of diligent work to make government notice your strength. Um, and I say that because it's been over, it's been almost three years now and government is really starting to pay attention to us here in Boston about black owned land. <laughs> and, um, it's taken, like I said, over two years, but they're starting to really, um, be a little bit on pins and needles, which is in our benefit. Um, something else that I learned is that, um, like to to connect with like-minded people it is feasible it is touchable because of the power call um usually we would have to wait until sundays or you may gather here and there but to find people that are striving to be their best god they can be um as iron sharpens iron I find that here on the Power Call. So I'm very grateful and I'm very happy to be a part of the Power Call family. And the last thing um, was that Godness is still shown. Godness is shown still through spoken words and it causes demons to tremble. So I'm sorry. Godness is still shown and spoken causing demons to tremble. And I say that because um, not long ago, actually in the hospital, there was some, some, something going on with someone who just, it was a man sitting, he's trying to write. And it just so happened that, you know, I just often say, you know, sir, do you need me to write something for you? And just by me speaking words to him, caused him to tremble, which another doctor said that he went into a seizure, but it was just by the kindness, the godness of doing for others as you would want done for yourself. And that was very simple, just asking him if he wanted me to write something for him. And it literally was a whole different scene up in there. So that was it. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. Sister Rashida. Oh my God, I just like um, I feel nervous. I've never spoken on here before, but I feel inspired to say something today. So um what I've learned this year is um for one, two, I became registered in May and it took me so long, like years, because I was afraid to write the letter. I was afraid of the that I couldn't do it. So like you know, erasing self-doubt and just facing the challenges because when I did it, I passed on the first try. I just, you know, dedicated some time to it every morning and I 
had a perfect letter and I had so much fear for years. Like I can't do it. I can't do it. And um, so by facing that, so I learned to just don't self doubt yourself. And if you do just face it anyway and just, just do it because you never know what the outcome could be. And then the second thing is um, like anger is a surface emotion and underneath everyone's anger there's some pain or shame, doubt, fear, guilt. There's something underneath it. And so right now I have a daughter who's adolescent and she's, her behavior just started changing suddenly. Like she's having anger and just, you know, I'm like, oh my God, what's going on? So we're clashing. And I'm like, what? She used to be like the perfect little girl. She gave me no problems. And, um, and then I find out just yesterday that she's been getting bullied, you know? So underneath her anger, was pain. And I mean, I have a special needs daughter who like, will do random things like put honey on the couch or just do things. And I'm like, um, and so I will react in anger to her, you know, and like, and I realize underneath my anger with her is shame or like, you know, like embarrassment, like, why is my daughter acting this way? And so it just lets me know, like, whenever there's anger, we have to kind of go underneath it and try to figure out what is the reason why I'm anger. Because if I'm feeling shame or guilt that my daughter's behaving this way, because I'm embarrassed for what other people may think or what, you know, people are judging me, I'm not able to even be there, the loving person I should be for my children or for other people, you know, because we underneath all of that, I might respond to her in a way that I don't feel good about that's not good for her. So I just, I realized like having patience, you know, stopping for a moment when someone is angry at you and they're responding to you with anger, it's never really personal. There's something underneath it that that person is going to and trying to be empathetic and understand what's causing this person's anger can really help all of us help ourselves understand why we react in anger and why we do things with what's underneath it. Then we can maybe respond to someone differently and then also understand when someone else is angry with us or responding, that it's something, it's not personal. And so it can just open up our hearts to be more loving and accepting to everyone around us when we when we understand that. So those are two things that I learned this year. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. <clears throat> Brother Daniel. Yes, sir. Um, I'm inspired to say something about patience because I know the minister said we can't even make it through this without patience. And Allah says in the Holy Quran that it's constantly repeated, prayer and patience. It's constantly repeated. So we can't even be patient without prayer. Then he says, this is hard except for the humble ones. So the minister said that patience is, a, is an acquired attribute. And we have to get this. I learned recently that patience is tied to suffering without complaint. That's hard. And I realized that those complaints don't even have to be verbalized. If in my mind, in my brain, I'm chopping it up with a lot of negativity, but I'm not speaking it, it's still a reality. I don't have to speak it for it to be real. So that patience piece is very, very, very hard. I remember the minister saying in the swan song, he said, can you imagine having problems that you could never get rid of? I thought about that question. I said, no, I got problems that I know I can get rid of and not get rid of them. So I know I can't imagine problems that I can't get rid of. So it made me realize that the minister is at such elevation that he has solved all his problems in this world's life. And there are problems that have come up that he will not get rid of. 
in our midst. He has to be exalted and deal with those problems on a higher level. So it's making me understand that I have to develop such patience where I lose complaint in my mind and heart. Then I get patient to the point where I can solve all of my problems and start looking at problems that I can't even get rid of in my lifetime, but I can help set somebody else up or put it through my children or help other people to solve problems down the line. Yes, sir. Thank you. Brother Samir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you so much. I just wanted to share um, just a like one or two more um, things that I learned this year. Um, and it goes back to, um, it ties into what we were saying just about this being kind of a classroom setting. A lot of things rather have to do with anger dealing with our own overcoming and achieving um, things that we don't learn in the classroom that we might, you know, should learn in the classroom setting. But this is like a classroom setting for a lot of us to be educated. Um, so I just wanted to share a few um, things that I feel, you know, that might, that I want to share that might help a few people. Um, I, I learned that one thing that I learned is um, just in the classroom setting, you know, for the a lot of us that come out of the education system, just the way that we're taught in, in school and classroom setting is, is made designed for us to attribute our failures or shortcomings to our ability, you know? So I'm learning to never question my ability, especially as it pertains to um, downfalls or um, shortcomings that I may perceive. So we learn in school to associate our shortcomings with our ability, you know? Um, and, you know, and our success with our ability, you know, and we never look at our success and our failures as effort. You know, we, we so I wanted just to just say that, you know, in school, we, we learn to contribute our failures to, to our abilities and not the effort that we put in. <clears throat> but in life, I'm learning that whether it's my whether it's a perceived shortcoming or a mistake or a failure, I contribute that to my effort and Vice versa, if I succeed with something, it's because I put in enough effort and not because I didn't have the ability to do it, you know. Um, so being willing and able is all we need to, to, you know, it's sufficient to overcome and achieve everything that we put our minds to. Another thing is, you know, I, I learned that there's only two ways to be somebody. Well, I've, I've heard that there's only two ways to be somebody, you know, in life. And one way is to uplift yourself, which requires work. You know, and work, we know, ties into patience and it takes work to work on yourself or to uplift yourself. Like if you were hanging from a cliff, it takes work to uplift yourself. Um, and the other way to be somebody is to tear somebody else down, you know, and that requires nothing but talk. You know, so a lot of people who do too much talking, you know, without action, you know, are people who are just end up tearing other people down, you know, so, you know, focus is putting myself in a mindset of being focused on the work, you know, and the effort, you know, and that's all I really wanted to to add to the conversation. Thank you, brothers. Yes, indeed. Uh, another lesson I learned is to not expect people to, well, everybody says it, right? But not expect people to respond or do things like you. Um, you never know what, what goes on in somebody's life. 
And just because you can't be, uh, how can I put this? Just, <clears throat> just because you wouldn't do certain things in certain situations, don't, don't uh, think that somebody next to you or around you won't. So protect yourself is the message. Protect yourself. Um, trust, you know, you can, you can trust, you can believe and all that. But make sure that you trust yourself. I mean, not trust yourself. Protect yourself, because there, there are, uh, there are people that are that are that are that are do things for the good of themselves and not care about you when they are in a vulnerable state. That's possible, you know. Uh, just like the minister says, you never know who you are until you've been tried. They don't know who they are until they've been tried. You know, you know, the, the, the quote now is standing on business, right? I'm standing on business. Well, if you ain't never been in a situation to stand on business, you can we can we can say we can say the quote. We can. Oh, boy, we can make it sound good. Well, I'm standing on business until you in a situation where now you got to see if you willing to stand on business or stand on principle. So <clears throat> protect yourself, man. Uh, and, and what I've learned is to. Get you a legal team. You may not, you may not know all the legal jargon, <clears throat> but but if you got the money, hire you somebody who do because you never know, and you don't want your work to be done in vain. <clears throat> you know, you don't want your work to be done in vain. So just make sure that you strive to uh, make sure you strive to protect yourself. Um, and 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 and. Just like it says, never f look. So <clears throat> the Honorable Elijah Muhammad was with the minister, right? And he says, you never could fathom the depths of Satan. Then this is not me changing the teaching. So this part right here is my, my opinion. This is Brother Ben X saying this. If you can't fathom the depths of Satan, we know who Satan is, right? According to our teachings and what we've been taught. But we also just read the other day. How the same way that they was grafted from us, a devil is one who was grafted from the original. So if we just learned the other day who our teacher is, you see what I'm saying? And it ain't been Master Father Muhammad. He has he is becoming our teacher. Then they have grafted us from the original self into them. So the same way we can't fathom the depths of Satan, yes. Satan by nature, it makes me think, again, this is Brother Ben X speaking. Can you fathom the depths of one who has been made into one? Made into a devil? So, but I know who you are by nature, but when you acting other than yourself, I don't know what you would do. See, when you when 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 you when you other than yourself, I don't know what you will say. So I still have to be mindful. I can't just go off of who was the original man? Okay, that's the AJ the back. Make it on the cream. He's the god. Yeah, yeah, that's his potential. That's our nature. But there are certain situations where we are acting other than ourselves. So I can't fathom the depths of what you would do when you ain't all the way there yet. Just like I ain't all the way there yet. So we have to just be, you know, be mindful um, of that as well. So that's one of the things that I that I learned. Brother, brother Ahil. Am I, I hope I'm saying that right. A heel. 
He had a phone call. If you can skip to the next person. Sister Diane. All right. Uh, maybe I'm too, maybe I don't shoot. I don't missed all these messages. You messages. No, I saw Malika. She said that she was going through a, um one of those bad spots while she was driving her truck. So yeah. we can come back to her as well. Yeah, I seen that about 10 minutes ago. Hold on, let me, let me scroll down. Okay, so, uh, brother, brother Rio. Assalamu alaikum, family. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. All right. Um, I learned a lot this year, especially from the power call. Um, I watch every morning. Uh, I've been really locked in since August, but I done went back and watched everything. You know what I'm saying? But um, one of the things I learned about um, rising above emotion to the thinking of God, uh, that Leviathan that comes up um, when you're subjected to anger, and rage. Um, I learned about that. And since then, I've been trying to apply that every time I find myself getting mad, getting angry. You know, I just realized that that's Satan trying to get in my brain, trying to make me do something, you know, that I shouldn't do. Or, you know, I need to basically tap into my logic instead of tapping into emotions. So that's something I learned. Another thing I learned, um, just put myself in when, when dealing with conflict, put yourself in somebody else's shoes, you know, try to see it from their perspective, try to um, look at it through their lens before trying to show them my lens, you know. So that's that's another thing I learned. And uh, one thing I learned this year is um, for me, don't be so quick to help people all the time, you know. I'm 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 somebody who always trying to help 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 help, but I realize that sometimes by me helping, I'm blocking other people from really learning that lesson or really getting in tune with the lesson that Allah has for them. So I got to be mindful and I got to just pray about who I help and when I help people. You know, because like I said, sometimes they can miss their whole thing that they were supposed to learn from being in the position that they're in. And uh, that's another thing I learned. And uh, uh, one more thing I learned is uh, Minister Farrakhan in the, uh, in the Faith, Truth, and Fear. In that lecture, he said, uh, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. So um, you can't even begin to have wisdom unless you fear God and nothing but God, Allah. So that's what I learned so far. And I learned. I learned more, but I'm going to just leave it at that. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah. And if anybody in here is a lawyer or, you know, a lawyer, that's I'm talking about. That's cold. I'm talking about one of them, one of them Johnny Cochran brothers. Let me know, fam. I need I need a Johnny Cochran. Is it Cochran? 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 Let me stop because I mess it. I mess a word up, boy. Y'all know who I'm talking about. Brother Johnny. Let me just call him Brother Johnny. If y'all know somebody like Brother Johnny, man, let me know. Cochran. There we go. Cochran. <laughs> Brother Ahil, let's try again. All right. Let's go to Sister Deborah. Is that Sister Deborah? Deborah? 
Y'all know how black people do. You say the name twice, that makes you like you really know. <laughs> Is that Sister Dapper Dapper? Y'all see... can hear me? Oh, that's her. We can hear you. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Um, I just want to say I have learned so much this year by being on the Power Cause. I do want to um, thank you, the brothers, and also the sisters. By me being on this Power Call, um, it makes the MGT orientation a little easier. And also, um, I do want to mention, it's sort of similar to what Sister Shireen had mentioned, um, standing in the gap. But I was thinking along the lines of standing in the gap um, for your loved ones. Sometimes um, their faith may get weak or they may experience um, depression um, due to the loss of a loved one. And sometimes we have to stand in the gap for them. Also, my last point is um, I know you guys talked about it, that flight assessment. Um, by me being able to take that, it did teach me a lot of things. And one thing it says my strength is um, I'm very demanding of myself and others. And by doing that, um, it can be a limitation, which may appear that I'm commanding and rude. So that flight assessment, I've been reading it over and just thank you guys for me being able to take that assessment. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Wow. Boy, look at that. Boy. Woo. Amazing. Look at this growth, man. I mean, this is just, this is just fan black tastic, ain't it? Black tastic, man. All this growth, all this growing. What they say, a whole lot of growing going on. Y'all are a whole lot of, let me stop. I'm getting old, boy. Sister Keisha? No, I'm not. I'm not getting old. I'll rebuke that in the name of white baby Jesus. <coughs> Sister I Keisha? Like I'm hoping nobody can hear me. <laughs> this is my first time on here, so here it goes. Um, I have a lot of emotions inside of me right now. And I would like to thank Allah for the power call team. And I have been following you since... Hold on one second, sister. Are you on Bluetooth? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. If you can come on Bluetooth, I think we'll hear you a lot better. Okay, can you hear me now? Oh, that's a lot better. Yes, sir. Um, I have been following you since the um, Ramadan. And I pray to Allah to help me with a steady fast this year. And I found you. And ever since then, I've been following you everywhere, even on the power call from the beginning of to now. And I also would like to thank the sisters um, for their powerful testimony. And it done a lot to me. It actually also helped me overcome some of the things that I thought that was gone and helped me lift it back up and learn how to deal with it. And um, and I also thank the, the power call for being consistent. And we all is just growing together and I just hope it don't stop. Thank you. Assalamualaikum. Walaikum salam. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I got some good news. We got a, we got a, uh, speaking of that, we got a special call on Friday, y'all. We got a, we got a, we got a whole back meeting. Uh, 
Uh, I'm not gonna call it a believers meeting. I don't wanna. I don't wanna copy our nation, but uh, we're gonna call it something. We're gonna call it. Uh, we're gonna come up with a name for it. Hold back. We're gonna call it a hold back meeting for now. But we got a hold back meeting on Friday uh, to talk about this idea that I presented to you guys inside of the poll um, yesterday about the uh, in person thing. So y'all, y'all, uh, y'all stay tuned for that. We want to get your feedback and let everybody share their. Their thoughts and opinions on that. All right, let's go over. Okay, Mother Nani back again. <clears throat> that close to I see. Like, um, so, uh, what'd you say? Oh, I was reading the comment. Oh, um, so you kind of sort of gave me my third one that I wanted to share, but it was in a different aspect. So you said that um you pretty much have to accept that other people aren't going to think like you and that's something that i've struggled with for a very long time i've known that about myself but um more recently i have noticed that when people don't act the way or don't move or do or think the way that i would in certain situations i'll get upset um and you were speaking on it more so from uh, protect yourself and you know not be so trusting um, and and expecting other people to be um, as honest or um, as integral as you so for me it's more so of a um, still ties into patience but not being frustrated or not getting upset when people don't do things that I would do um, in in just the um way of like just I'll say doing things for example like um I don't know let's say I would think something is common sense and you know we all know common sense is so common at some point I started to think that common sense just doesn't exist because I would think you know like something that I would assume is a, a commonality is so foreign to a lot of other people. So I'm having to learn how to truly meet people where they are and not expecting them to know the things that I know or to, to move with um, as much of like a sense of urgency or have as much attention, attention to detail that I would, or um, even having, you know, things on the same level of importance that I do. Um, that is something that I have to learn how to how to um, maneuver through, and it's is one of the most difficult things I'll say that I'm having to learn. To be quite honest, like even with you, sir, my husband, like I would think that something is you know of importance, and you know I have to remember that it's important to me does not necessarily mean that it's as important to you or even to someone else. And this is something I think that all of us would be able to um, learn from, but me especially, just being able to allow people to be who they are. And um, I am also learning how to let other people think that things are their idea and noticing how happy they are about it or how excited they will be, you know, um, and it makes it easier for me as well. So um, that would be my third thing that I learned this year. Assalamualaikum. Yeah, y'all, y'all pray for Mother Nani, boy, because I'm slow. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm telling you, I'm slow. And uh, 
boy. Yeah, I got a lot of work to do, boy. I am slow. So <laughs> y'all make sure y'all put in some extra extra prayers uh, for Mother Nani family. Ooh, boy. Sometimes she'll show me some, y'all, and uh, it'll be a joke on Instagram, a meme. And she'll be like, look, and I'm just looking like, I don't get it. <laughs> and she'll just be like, oh, forget it. I'd be like, I don't get it, man. And then she'd tell me it. I'd be like, oh, okay, I get it. I'm slow, y'all. I don't be yet. I don't know, man. I, I think I done grew up, man, with that old soul, man, so much in my head. Certain stuff don't be clicking for me, man. I just, I be feeling like I'm, I'm just lost, man, in the wind. So y'all make sure y'all put up. Put up, put some prayers in, cause I be like, brother, I don't, man, I. Y'all ever seen uh, <laughs> y'all ever seen that video where the the woman said, "Babe, can you put this on the stove?" And I and 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 all he did was put it on the stove. But you didn't say turn it on. You didn't say heat it up. You didn't say put it on one fifty. That's me. Hey, I'm doing. I did exactly what you hey. I put it on the stove. No, duh, boy, you supposed to turn. So I'm that type of slow. So I'm just letting y'all know now. That's I'm that. Oh my so. god, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to say this. <laughs> Something you actually did, <laughs> y'all. If you tell somebody, okay, can you take this load and put it in the wash machine? Can you like you know wash the clothes? Can you? Put them in a washing machine, right? <laughs> Y'all, I just asked him to put the clothes in the washing machine, thinking he would know to put the laundry detergent in and turn it on. He put the clothes in the washing machine and left it in there. I come back thinking I got to put them in a the dryer. The clothes just as dry as they want to be in the washing machine. I was so mad, but I couldn't be mad. I had to, I had to, you know, I had to take that one because I know how he is. I have to tell him. Put them in the washing machine, put the detergent in there, and turn it on. <laughs> so that's my fault. <laughs> hey, brother Wesley, they need to speak straight words. <laughs> oh, boy, golly. Boy, I'm telling you, boy. <laughs> it's a trip. Sister Serene. <laughs> That that's that's me and my husband all day, but that's one of the things that I want to talk about is the relationships that I have learned. When I'm ready to do something, I just gotta do it. I can't wait for him to be ready because when he ready, guess what, y'all? He leave me, y'all. He'll wait for me. He'll say you ready to go. So. When it when when I have goals and I would like for them to be a joint goal, because you know that's you know that's the way it looks beautiful in a woman's mind. Let's do it together. Yeah, I gotta go out ahead and just do it because if he doesn't want to do it, I won't do it. And then when he's ready to do it, of course I'm not. Hello, so. We just gotta, we just gotta um, amp up our communication and be okay with doing things on our own and be the example, like um, brother 
ET was talking about. Just just do it. And if they want to join on, they'll join on. And if not, they won't. All right. That's it. Peace. Peace. Well, I'm glad to read these comments and know that I ain't the only one down there, though. That's pretty. That's pretty. Uh, <laughs> pretty good. Uh, Sister Melva. <laughs> it usually takes me a minute. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. So much, brother Ben, family. Hope everybody's doing good. Um, I'm only going to share one thing. And the one thing that I have latched on to is to challenge my fears. Although I have done that in the past, this year uh, on the power call, I challenged um, the fear of opening up and sharing what was going on within myself. Uh, and that was a big challenge for me. And I really appreciated everybody being there for me and uh, allowing me that space to open up. I mean, it took... Um, a lot of trust to do that, but I felt okay in doing it, and I really appreciated that. Um, and also, when we're working on trauma, because it is so embedded in the vessel itself, in the organs, in our cell so we have well maybe you all have not been traumatized to the degree some of us may not have been traumatized to the degree as others but that memory is in the organs and so when we do exercise vigorous exercises playing basketball or um yoga, uh, anything uh, vigorous to get the, that embedded memory out of the body, out of the cell. I was in a relationship with this guy for decades, helping him with the mission uh, thinking that we were going to have something together only to find out that that was not really uh, on his timeline. And so that's more trauma for me. When I'm given my essence, I'm given my resources. Um, so the power call has helped me to realize that that connection that I was in, it was not ordained by Allah. Come on. Okay. And so every, look like every 
relationship that I attracted in my life, I thought, naive, I'm going to tell you the truth, I thought it was ordained by Allah, and I gave my all. I gave my all. So Allah, well, let's, I'll, I'll say it's me. Somewhere or another, the relationship was severed. And in the last year or so, it has been so traumatizing for me. That traumatic uh, break with that connection forced me now for the first time in my life to seek Allah. Okay, even though he has been with me over the years, I always look to a man on this plane to guide my life. Okay, so now for the first time in my life, I'm standing alone, but I'm not alone. Allah has been with me all this time, but now he wants me to know him for myself. Master Farah Muhammad, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad, and the minister, they want me to know them for myself and not put my hope and my everything in a man like I did because that's what I did when I was a child. All the years I had my dad, I put all my faith and trust and everything in him. He never said um, look to uh, someone else other than him. I looked to him for everything. Okay, so when he passed, when a man came in my life, I thought I was to look to him for everything. So anyway, um, this is what I'm learning. This is what the power call has helped me to see better. Even though I have studied the um, videos of the minister, read all of the books that, you know, the God that I was in a connection with all these books and they help me now to understand who I am in terms of being a black person in America and the psychology behind what happened to us. But the spiritual component of it that I needed to connect more with, I just am getting this you know, on the power call. And when I went to Africa for the first time, how I just called on Allah and I'm like, Allah, you know, I don't get shots. And lo and behold, family, when I went across the way to stand in line to get the shot, when I got up there, they looked at my passport, they looked at me, they looked back at the passport, and they said, is this for real? I said, yes, that's my passport. And the woman said to me, whatever it is you're doing, keep doing it. We're not going to give you a shot today. That was a law. That's the first time I knew it for myself. It was inside my head. I said, now, a law, you know I don't get shots. But you, what I'm saying is, he came to my aid, okay? And so I was in Kenya for a week. I left Kenya, flew to Uganda, was there for a week, 
when I ended my time in Uganda, was headed back to Kenya for one more week in Kenya. I went up with my bags, ready to go back to, uh, to Kenya. And the woman said, may I have your yellow fever shot papers, please? And then she said, how did you get into Kenya without yellow fever shot papers? She said, you landed in Kenya, you came here to Uganda. So I relayed the story to her. And she said, well, since you've been in Uganda for a week, you could have been, um, you know, you could have contracted yellow fever. So please follow the signs downstairs and uh, get your yellow fever shot. Bring the papers up to me. Leave your bags here with me and I'll watch them. I'm like, oh, Lord, my heart started beating and beating and beating. And I said, oh, Allah, you did this for me over a week ago. Can you do it again? Can you do it again? I followed the signs downstairs, went over to the desk. And nobody was there. The little guy, the receptionist came back. I gave him my, he asked for my visa, gave him my passport. And he looked at it, had the same question, how did blah, blah, blah. And he said, well, let me go get my manager. He went, told the story to the manager. The manager came out and said to me, so that you are never asked for yellow fever shot papers again, I'm going to give you a letter. And I have that letter to this day. Okay. So Allah came through for me again. Allah waqba. So anyway, I just wanted to share that. So challenging your fears. Stand on it. Just go and stand up and Allah will be with you. And since that time, I've seen more and more of it. But, um, you know, this helped put me in touch with the grief of my mom, bringing all this up, trusting people, just sharing openly. I know I have to have boundaries because of my sensitivity. Um but anyway, I just wanted to share this story with you all. And thank you so much for everything. And um, peace and blessings to you all. Thank you. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum salam. Man, I have to concur, concur with uh, someone in the comment section who said, it's like we seeing you become free. Woo, we watching it. Over time, man, this is a beautiful thing, man, to see people just kind of just growing and you can see them just forming and coming out like a like a butterfly in a cocoon, ain't it? But you brought up something. <clears throat> you brought up something that stood out to me. You said that a lie. You didn't use maybe you didn't use this word, but for like a bird, because I forgot what you said verbatim. He didn't ordain it. And some of us are in things that. Allah didn't ordain. Oh, boy, this is good. So, so everything that we get into, everything that we collaborate with is not his active will. He may permit it, but it may not be something that he ordained to last. And then the confusion comes when it's like, but Allah, this is, this was it. 
and then it becomes something that's actually not it. So it now it causes the 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 emotions. It causes the the mental anguish because you think that everything you get into was supposed to work. It ain't. It wasn't designed to work forever. It was a season. Oh boy, that's good. And so now we have to learn how to accept what Allah says. Okay, that's it. That's it. Because you're only going to keep trying to cause yourself. You just, you just causing yourself more trauma, more problems by trying to make something work that ain't meant to work. Whew. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's me. That lesson was for me. I'm still working on that one, boy, because I sure be like, man, ain't this about a, I'll be wanting to just cuss. Man, I just, you just think about it and be like, man, ain't this a, man, ain't this. But, hey, man, you got to let it go. What uh what Medea say? So, let me play Medea. Now I hope you two don't strike me down. This is you know I like Medea. I know some of y'all. Oh you know, all right, hey, man. My mama used to love Medea, boy. This this is what uh this is what Medea said. Oh uh, you know Mother Medea. They used to call my mama Medea. You know because she had the same type of attitude. Listen, you hear me, son? Pay attention to the voices. They'll lead you in the right direction. Come on, I Medea. Hear you, Medea. I just. Uh, what am I supposed to do now? Get up and go on with your life. Come on, get up and go on. Get up and going on with your life. You just need that. You just need that Medea voice every now, every now and again. It's all right to sit around, be depressed for a minute, yeah. cry about it, do whatever you have to, but don't stay there too long. Come on, get up and go on with your life. Mm, mm, mm. So you know what I? This is what I learned in all these years on this earth. Come on, teacher. If somebody want to walk out of your life. Let them go. Mm. Especially if you know you done done everything you can do, you done sat around and been the best man or the best woman you could be, and they still want to go, let them go. Whatever they're running after, they'll see what they had in a minute, but by then it's going to be too late. Because mm. you'll sit there and you'll go. Because half these people you'll be sitting around crying about and worry about two, three years from now, you ain't going to even remember their last name. Mm. How many times you'd have seen folks somewhere, you'd be like, what the hell was I thinking? I'd have been there, I'd be like, what was wrong with me? What was I going through? I must have been lonely as hell to hook up with you. <laughs> Let folks go, son. Some people come in your life for a lifetime, some come for a season. You got to know which is which. Mm. And you're going to always mess up. Up when you mix them uh, seasonal people up with lifetime expectations. Mm. You can't, they got people that done got married with people they was only supposed to be with for a season. They done got married to people they only supposed to be with for a season and wonder why they're having so much hell in their life. That was a person that was supposed to come and teach you one thing. You didn't know it, so you just fell in love. And now you wonder why hey, you ain't got no peace, no way you go. No, no. Listen, I put everybody come in my life in the category of a tree. Some people are like leaves on a tree. The wind blow, they over here. They unstable. They blow the other way, they over here. Ain't nothing. Season change, they wither and die, they gone. That's all right. That's some people. Most people in the world are like that. They just there to take from the tree. They ain't, they ain't there to do nothing but take and give shade every now and then. That's all they can do. But don't, if, don't get mad at people like that. That's who they are. They ain't going to never be nothing. That's what they put on this earth to be, but be what they are, a leaf. Mm. Some people are like a branch on that tree. You got to be careful with them branches too because they'll fool you. you. They'll get there and make you think they're a good friend and they're real strong. But the minute you step out there on them, they'll break and leave you high and dry. Come on now. But if you find you two or three people in your life that's like the roots at the bottom of that tree, 
you are blessed because that's them the kind of people that ain't going nowhere. They ain't worried about being seen. Don't nobody have to know that they know you. They ain't got to know what they're doing for you. But if them roots wasn't there, that tree couldn't live. You understand? And, and, and they ain't got a whole, a tree can have a hundred million branches, but only a few roots down at the bottom to make sure it get everything it needs. I'm telling you, son, when you get you some roots, hold on to them. But the rest of them, let it go. Just let it go. Let folks go. I'm a dear. Mm -hmm. It's not always that easy. Ain't nobody said it was going to be easy, but it'll get easy when you learn how to love yourself. Mm. When you get to a point in your life where you look at people and you go, okay, wait a minute, you or me, you will make a decision. Because when you're telling folks to do something, and I, I never throw nobody away, I've never in my life just thrown nobody where you say, look, don't bother me no more, don't talk to me, no, I've never done that. What I do is I tell you, say, look, this thing you're doing right here, that's going to cause a problem. You need to fix that because if we're going to be friends, we're going to be cool, you got to fix that. And if you don't, we're going to have an issue. If you see somebody fix it, or they even trying to fix it, that's somebody that care. Keep them people around. That's a leaf that's trying to grow up and be something else. You understand? But if you tell somebody that what you're doing is hurting me and I need you to stop it, and they keep doing it, they don't care, move on, let them go. No matter how much it hurt, let them go. And it'll get easy, I promise you, every day it'll get easier and easier and easier, but you just got to make it through. You hear me, Sonny? And CP, you got to learn how to be by yourself, son. I, people have to learn how to be alone. I don't understand all these people. Oh, I need somebody. Lord, where's my man? Lord, where's my woman? That is crazy as hell. If you don't know how to be by yourself, what you gonna do with somebody else? Stop praying about it. Shut up and wait. Mm. Go work on you, hell. That's what that time is for, to get yourself together. I'd rather be in a corner by myself with a puppy and a goldfish and be happy than to be sitting around with somebody in my house. I'm wondering what the hell they there for. <laughs> you would be surprised the things people put up with just to have somebody to say they love them. That's I don't understand. I, I can't live in dysfunction. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I done come through too much, been through too much hell and high water to come there and let you come up in my adult life where I'm supposed to be at peace and give me all kind of hell. Only two places on this earth you're going to have peace, the grave and your house. Now, if you can't walk up in your house and you ain't got no peace... Something wrong. Something wrong. I'm sorry. People be rebuking Satan. I be rebuking Satan and beating the hell out of everything that's up in there till they get out. I'm sorry. You got to go. This is mine. You hear me, Sonny? I do. For sure. You better hear me for sure. Wow. Oh, that's all my dear there. That's all my dear there. <clears throat> so let them go you got your leaves you got your branches and you got your roots find you two or three good roots and you good what's that what was that what was that one called uh what what was this play called i I, dang, I need to watch it again i used to love them plays boy they used to because they always mix that gospel singing with it man you know i like that i like i like when they be singing so they always had them come out and they singing it to go with it. Man, shoot. Okay, let's go. Uh, oh, we done brought Brother Aunt Keen out. Let's close out with Sister Deborah and Brother Aunt Keen. That's what, that's what we're going to close out. Yeah, I think that's how I can do all bad by myself play. That may be it. Let's go ahead with Sister Deborah and then we're going to close out Brother Aunt Keen. All right, so can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. 
Yes, ma'am. Uh, it's Diabra. Diabra. So you went, I'm thinking you Sister Deborah. Diabra. <laughs> yes, sir. There was a Sister Deborah earlier, but I am Diabra. Um, so, okay, family. So I thought I had better speak on here today. Um, actually, it would be my second time speaking. Uh, before someone think that I'm an agent. <laughs> so just check my Facebook page. I'm a real, I'm the real deal, Holy Field. But I do love uh, Minister, uh, I do love Master Farad Muhammad, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and also our beloved minister and my brothers and sisters. So there's a lot going on in my life right now. So when I get on the power call and listen, it waters my soul. So I've learned not to allow anyone to pressure me or do something that maybe I'm uncomfortable with. So some of that is coming from a previous being in a, a abusive marriage relationship. And yes, I'm somewhat of an introvert. Um, and possibly there will be, you know, a time when you may say, uh, okay, Sister Diablo, time's up. So I consider myself uh, a team player and and helper and yes, behind the scenes at times. And actually, um, I'm learning to come out of my shell. And um, I was taking a course in Dianetics, which auditing is a very good thing. I hopefully will be able to travel to Cincinnati to do that. And um, that's basically it is, uh, I just wanted to come out and say something. Assalamu alaikum. Walaikum well, salam. Walaikum well, salam. Then we got Brother Aunt King. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum. Can you hear me? Walek Salaam. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. I just wanted to say um, uh, that I like the call. You know, I usually want to say something, but I drive trucks and they have cameras in here that watch me the whole time. So I really can't say nothing, but I'm stopped right now. And I just wanted to let you know, yes, I do love the call. It helps me out a lot. It helps me with wanting to speak. Cause I really don't like to talk that much. I just like to listen and, you know, put something in the chat every now and then, but it's opened me up to, you know, to talk and it helps me deal with the pain that I have about my father, you know, and my other sisters and brothers. And it's just helping me in ways that you don't know. And it, it definitely has help, helps me with the patience because I have 15 grandchildren and they try to come over every day and it really helps me with, with patience with them and with them and faith and belief and everything. So yes, I just pray for you brothers that Allah continue to bless you and everybody on the call. Praise be to Allah. And y'all don't know, but that brother been knowing me, I believe since I was in middle school, me and his son played basketball together. At Wedgewood, so he done seen me yes, when sir. I had them braids in. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Praise be to Allah. So that is the call, family. Uh, thank everybody for coming on and sharing. And uh, tomorrow morning, we'll have a topic. And then on Friday, again, we want to have our holdback meeting. Um, okay, so here's the... Okay, let me ask you a question before we, before we leave. 
I know we started this in March, but what did we start in March? Did we start the Ramadan reading in March or did we start the power call in March? Or was the power call April? Because I know we did the Ramadan. So are y'all, when y'all say March, are y'all saying we started the Ramadan in March? So we start the power call in April. Okay. So what I'm thinking is instead of March, we do April. Because they, they, well, y'all know, y'all y'all get the context of why I said March, but the, 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 the people that we're going to hear from on Friday want to do something in February. I was like, nah, we can't do February. That's Savior Day. What about the last month of Savior Day? Maybe they get home, recoup, recover, whatever. But if it's April, I think that'd be better. You know, I think it'd be better instead of doing March. Now you got a whole month. Get back, you know, get back, relax, jet lag, whatever. And then we do April. And then April be the uh the 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 year the anniversary of the power call and now we can all meet in person what y'all think about that i think that'll be better because i know i think i know a savior that we're gonna be spending all that money we're gonna be getting this buying this vending so i know how that can be so i was thinking that's why i said well maybe end of march but if it was april let's just do the end of april yeah, let's just do the end of April where we all meet in person. What y'all think about that? I think that'd be a better, I think that'd be a better idea. Mm-hmm. But uh that's it, family. We'll talk about this a little bit more on uh on 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 uh Friday, but I think that'd be a better idea. I think more people will be able to come if we do it at that time. Okay. So thank y'all for listening and y'all have a black tastic day today let's see if we can get this thing right is brother ben here brother ben now ben got a heck of a program a lot of people listening to brother ben and ben tells them about the minister and Ben tells them about the minister